reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. Dr. C. Victor Herbert III, and I'm taking it to the house. And I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover, and I'm taking it to the house. My nephew, my brother, man, how are you doing, sir? We've had a good week, good weekend, lots of football, lots of sports. My first question to you is, what, what is your takeaway from this exciting weekend we had in the NFL? But what did you take away from this weekend, sir? First, I want to say happy Veterans Day to all those veterans. Happy Veterans Day to you, Unc, for your faithful service to Thank this you, country. Uh, that was probably the highlight going into the weekend was just the patriotism that the country showed towards us vets. And then uh, going into the football weekend, uh, college football had great honor uh, honors to the veterans and then especially the NFL and then Monday Night Football had a great tribute. So uh, that was the first thing that has had me jolted as I entered this weekend was, you know, being proud to be one of those faithful few that said, I do support this Constitution, the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And so that was probably the biggest thing going into. So uh, you could not, could not disappoint me from that. With that being said, out of all the stories that's happened this weekend, a lot, a lot. I cannot even begin to start without talking about the Buffalo Bills and the Minnesota Vikings. Were you able to watch that game? And if so, what did it do to you as your NFL fandom? How did you deal with it? It almost made me forget about all the other games that were played this weekend. It was that big. I was just like a kid. I was just on the edge of my seat watching the game. Couldn't believe Professional ball players were acting like this and playing like this, but with the, the intensity. So everything on the line and what was at stake had me into the game. So you, you're talking about Minnesota leading their division. They're what, eight and one or eight and two, something like that. And then you got Buffalo Bills for everybody. Most of them, a lot of people are picking them to go to the Super Bowl. So that matchup by itself, with that coming into the game, Buffalo's on the road. Am I correct? Isn't Buffalo on the road no. in Minnesota? Buffalo's home. They're in Orchard Park. Okay, okay. I got it twisted. Okay, so they're in Orchard Park. And as the game is unfolding, I'm thinking, okay, this is how it's supposed to go. The Bills Mafia, their defense at home, and they, they go up, what, by 14, 17 points. Okay, milk the clock, let the game run out. But I learned something about Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, the whole team. You know they got a new coach over there, so it's a new regime pretty much with the same old players, but there's something different about them. I don't know if it's attitude, 
scheme, leadership. What, there, there's something different about them. They don't quit. Very resilient. But I want to make it real narrow. Just, just focus on the quarterback play. Kirk Cousins, Josh Allen. That's what the, the whole game boiled down to. Kirk Cousins is getting hit. He's getting sacked. He's not even well-respected within the, you know, the, the, the talk, talking heads as one of those elite quarterbacks. When you got Josh Allen, oh, he's like Brett Favre, but bigger, stronger. And, and what he's able to do uh, with his physical abilities, when he tucks the ball and runs and, and his passing abilities, to me, Kirk Cousins outplayed him. You got to manage the game. You got to be able to manage the game in the end. I don't care about the physical attributes. You still have to be able to manage the game. So I talked a little bit ago about running the clock out. What happened? Why? What happened to the old school of running the ball? Run the clock out. Let the clock be an ally. So if you keep passing and keep passing, eventually you're not going to complete the pass and the clock is going to stop. So really, with the resiliency that the Vikings showed and the mismanagement that the, that the Buffalo Bills showed, in the end, the right team won, and they shouldn't have. So I give a lot of props to Minnesota Cousins, their defense, and not quit attitude. This, to me, goes a long way. Bro, we got to ask ourselves, who is Josh Allen? He was in the MVP talks. The team itself, like I said, in the Super Bowl talks, but they have blown fourth quarter leads. We're talking about should be insurmountable leads. You know, Minnesota in Miami was that 20 point, 21 point lead the week before. It was the Jets, wasn't that about a 17 point lead? And then they lose again. And it's because of Josh Allen's play and decision making that they're losing these games. And so I think the coach has to rein them in like Andy Reid did with Patrick Mahomes. No, let's 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 simplify things. Let's maybe maybe make things a little bit smaller as far as windows and opportunities just to bring them back, rein them in and, and, and harness that energy. So in a nutshell, um, man, you got to give Minnesota a lot of props, but I got a, a more question marks now on Josh Allen, his leadership, and or the coaching up there in, in Buffalo on, on their managing the game to help themselves and put themselves in positions to win. That's my take on that. Oh, uh, and the catch of a lifetime. Bruh, Jefferson, he's all that and a bag of chips. You throw it his way, he's going to catch it. He's going to catch it. You know what I'm talking about, that catch that he shouldn't have caught, but he comes down with it. How, man, how does that happen? But that was exciting all by itself. So I don't want to poo-poo on your parade. I know I've talked of enough. I, bro, hit me up with, with your synopsis, man, of that game. So like you stated, the first half, Devin Singletary, the running back for Buffalo, was gashing. I mean, now I had the opportunity to watch Minnesota Vikings play the first game of the season, and they thumped. They thumped Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, and I initially thought, okay, it's just one of those things, rivalry game, first game of the season. And now they rattled off their 8-1. and one. And, of course, the question has come down, who 
have they played? Yes, they beat Miami, but it's Miami without Tua. So everyone has asked the question, are they who we think they are or are they someone we need to fear? And for them to go on the road, toe-to-toe, OT, and say, give me that. I am who you think I am. And wow. But but it does get deeper to that where Buffalo was winning that game. They were winning that game to the point I said, wow, I thought this was going to be more competitive. Buffalo is the better team. They've stretched out the lead now 17 points. Kirk's going to Kirk, and they're just going to be, okay, you know what? I have the opportunity to watch multiple games. I actually turned that game to the Indianapolis Colts and Raiders, two under 500 teams, just because I said, what else is out there that that can entertain me? What will Jeff Saturday do? Will Josh McDaniel? I mean, there's another narrative there. But I, I occasionally turn it back. And then I turn it back in the third quarter. I'm like, whoa, what's happening here? First, it's Diggs that does this crazy catch. And I'm like, man, okay, this is this is a pretty intense game. But then they were unable to convert to your point. Okay, got it. We got Josh Allen. He's the baddest man on the planet. So we think, why now when we have a 17-point lead, do we still need to just uh, throw it? Why, why do we need to air it out? Grind it. They are slashing them on the ground. Run the clock. Make them make Minnesota burn timeouts. Put Kirk in a position where you have to pass because you left them too much time. So now you don't convert on these third downs. You have pass incomplete. You got a punt. And next thing you know, we now entered our fourth quarter, which is probably the most memorable quarter of all of NFL history. Because you're watching these teams like an old school heavyweight fight. You can turn back to even, yeah. Hey, even go movie classics, Rocky, you know, Balboa yeah. versus Apollo Creed. I mean, they're going at it. Ding, next round. You just see it. I mean, you don't know who's going to come up. You're As a football plant fan, I am in the mix. I'm like, oh, who don't want to win? Who needs to pay the penalty? Oh, you know, it was just like, oh, my gosh. Oh, this catch is, oh, my. It was just insane. And yeah. then yeah. when you think, Minnesota has a chance to win it. They take it down in the red zone. Penalty here. And then they have to back up. Then another penalty. Okay, good. Now you're on the one-yard line. Kirk Cousins does his part. Passes it. Passes it to Dalvin Cook, who sure handed Dalvin Cook on the one. And you drop the pass. I'm like, wow, really? After two fourth down conversions. A fourth and eight. And he's on my fantasy team. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, yo, he's doing this crazy stuff. And it's like, Dalvin, really? So who, how many times do you think that you can turn it over on the half yard line? And everyone knows the game is over. We got less than a minute left. This is, this is done. They have to uh, Buffalo has to march the ball out just a little bit, nil it, and it's done. So you yeah. almost get to the point as a fan, no, let me go ahead and uh get ready for this next game. Let me go change, right. you know, get me another drink, whatever it is. Only to find out, whoa, they fumbled the snap, <laughs> and there's a touchdown. 
Oh, this is crazy. <laughs> what is happening here? Okay. So now you get sucked into this piece only to find out Josh Allen's like, got it. So we're going to march this down and we're going to tie it. Like that much activity in a span of a 15 minute quarter, man. I'm just, it was this crazy yelling. Oh, oh, oh no. It's just, it was crazy. And then to go yes. to OT. And you don't want to get to a situation where the referees decide the game, but the referees almost decided that game. You have that that crucial third down where the guy uh, caught the ball, but he dropped it out of bounds, and they still consider that a catch. That's actually Davis. the game. I'm sorry, that's actually regulation where they tied the ball, where they tied. So from that part right there, I started. I switched from just being a general NFL fan and saying, okay, I don't care who wins, to actually wanting Minnesota win because that right there, that could have hurt them when the, the Zebras – should have called the game right and said, okay, that's incomplete pass, or at least went to New York and said, okay, look, this let's do a challenge. So I'm glad the right team won um, based off of that play alone. I don't know who the right team was supposed to win based off the whole body of the whole experience, but I did not want the referees to dictate the outcome of that game. But what a game, uh, and, you know, from a game perspective, I'm with you. Josh Allen, what you going to do? You're third place. In the AFC East, you're not in the best team in the AFC East, let alone them trying to say you're the best team in the AFC. You have to get out your own division because right now Miami owns you. And every week Miami is getting more and more confident in their weapons. And the Jets said, don't forget about us. So when have you seen that situation where now Miami and the Jets are actually leading the AFC East while Josh Allen may have the name, they may have the experience deep in the playoffs. The other two teams, the AFC East, says, hey, I got something else for you. So, for me, off the bat, that that's where I had to start because I'm still pumped off of that. And that was probably no, that's good. the high weekend, man. Yeah, no, that's good because that was that significant because you're talking about Josh Allen again. Bro, we're talking about two interceptions and a fumble. He cost them. He wow. literally cost them two interceptions and a fumble. So a lot of uh, talking heads want to say, okay, why not just take the knee, you know, when they're on the goal line and it's less than 30 seconds, take a knee instead of trying to hike the ball and, and scoot the ball up away from the goal line. No, I'm like you. We have seen this countless times that we're almost immune to it. You, you quarterback sneaked it, and then he's going to just run the clock out. That is just natural. You're ready to turn to the next channel. Like you say, grab your beverage of choice and do whatever. But it didn't happen. It's also talking about if you saw the play, and I'm sure you did, that same play where he fumbled. Did you see Minnesota, how they lined up? Did you see how they attacked the ball? Did you see that they refused to quit? Most people are just not inactive. This is it. This is the game. And there was 11 guys that said, no, it's not the game. We're over here for a reason. We get paid handsomely. And we're going to do whatever we can to prevent that play from succeeding. And look at that, man. I mean, when you break it down and look at it and you just look at that play alone, how they were flying and you see a guy dive over the – 
I'm like, wow, like you. I'm like a little kid again, man. What is going on here? And this is all under 30 seconds. Not only did they fumble, but that score, touchdown was scored to your point. So they go up by three points after they kick the extra, extra point. Now, Josh Allen, he has to show off again. It's, it's like the good, the bad, the Jekyll, the Hyde. Which Josh are we going to get? In those 15 seconds, they go down and they tie it up with a, with, a, with a field goal to send it into overtime. That's the Josh Allen that's so inconsistent, that needs to be there, that Buffalo is expecting, that most people are expecting. And then, and then this other Josh Allen shows up where your boy uh, Patrick Peterson can pick it off. And I don't know where Josh was throwing the ball. I don't know what his read was. It was as though he just is trying to do too much. And you got all these weapons to your point. You got Singletary, you got Diggs, you got Davis. You got a defense. You just don't have to do that, Josh. You don't have to do it. So, yes, great starting point. And we could talk – this game by itself can take up a whole show. You, you could talk about leadership from – both sides and, and, and not quitting. And I can also talk the medical side. Bruh, I don't know if you saw the first interception that he threw to Patrick Peterson, but he tried to knock the ball out with his throwing arm and he hurt himself. He was already at a game time decision because of his older collateral ligament. Josh, get out of your way. I'm thinking Tommy John surgery. He's out there winging it, going for it anyway. I'm like, come on, man. Come on, man. But that's also probably his greatest asset is he's out there. He's a warrior. He's a fighter. Uh, and somebody has to help him harness this energy. God, oh, oh, my goodness. But what a game. And what a great start to the show. Uh, it, are, do you have any other points you want to share on that game, sir? Like you said, I think the lesson for any athlete, young athlete in particular, you, 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 you painted a picture perfect. Why? And I would love to hear a reporter ask the defense of the Minnesota Vikings. You're less than 40 seconds away from losing this game. You're on the half inch line. What made you think y'all still had a chance? What made you not quit? And it's go through the typical, hey, they're going to nail it. Let's just play this play that this play the role. What made them be so intense? That is that's a sign of a team that says we are not who you thought we were. We're not this oh, doormat of the NFC North. We're coming to anywhere, anytime, any conditions, and we're playing 60 minutes a ball. It may be 45 seconds left on that clock. If we believe we still got a chance, we will be in your front yard. And they were right there. I mean, to your point, like they were lined up as if it was – the first snap of the game, man. Right. They still right, believe right. they can pull that out. So right. to, to, to the lesson to teach a child or a young athlete, you don't quit until you got you triple zero. Quit. There's always an yes. opportunity. There's an offense, there's yes. a defense, a special teams for a reason. Everyone has a role. Knock yours out. Do it. And they they that's picture perfect. You got to get it up to your point from a leadership perspective. Whatever coach has been teaching them all year round. That he's he's created a culture where it does not matter if we're playing Aaron Rodgers in 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 the Metrodome or US Bank Stadium, 
or we're playing Josh Allen in Orchard Park away game in November. We are coming, and they're not ready for school. They're not ready. <laughs> and you got to love that. you got to love what he's done in this short time. They're a team to be watched out for in the NFC North, and Aaron Rodgers knows it. If Aaron Rodgers retires this year, next year, Kirk Cousins and that team, he can run a couple years out of that. I don't see any other threats within that division. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so that was huge. The, the next game that was huge for me, too, was Dallas on the road to Green Bay. And everybody, everybody picked Dallas to win that game. And, and the takeaways from these two games, the Dallas game against Green Bay and the Minnesota game against the Bills, is these quarterbacks may not be who we thought they were. We're talking about Dak Prescott and Josh Allen. You have leads. Or maybe it's it's management. You have leads, and you can't hold the lead. you got to ask yourself, what is going on here? We want to put these quarterbacks in elite status. Brian, maybe we're giving them too much already, too soon. Dak, you got paid. Uh, Josh Allen, you've been told you're great, and yet you're not showing and exhibiting consistency at a high level. So you're not great. You're very good. And you're. it's hard to play quarterback. I can't even act like I know the position. But I'm a consumer. And, I, I, and I'm a, uh, I'm a I'm jury. I'm part of the jury. You know, I'm part of the peanut gallery. And I know good quarterback play. I've seen it. I've seen it with one of your peers, with the Aaron Rodgers in his head, at his peak. Uh, Tom Brady at his peak. We can go back to Montana. We can go back to uh, Peyton Manning and others. So, no, uh, you're, you two are neither one of those guys. So we got Green Bay. Shouldn't be in the game. Aaron Rodgers dialed the clock back. The coach up there, they dialed the clock back, and they did what they're supposed to do. You know what I mean is balance. They actually ran the ball. So it wasn't all on Aaron Rodgers. Softened them up, man. Softened up Dallas defense. And so at some point, you don't know what's coming next. They got bomb. They got slash and gas, like you were talking about earlier with uh, Singletary. And, and, and in the end, they just – they made Dallas look like a JV team. You're up 14 points. You're up in the second half, and you got this badass defense, and you got Dak at quarterback, and you got Pollard at running back. Run the ball. Put the game in the hands of your defense. Make them have to come after you. Don't make it easy on them. And again, Dallas, I, I, I really want to try to root for you guys, but you let me down. And so I haven't even talked to the, to the family uh, residential Cowboy fans, but that was the other game, Vic, that was huge to me. And the, again, my takeaway is these quarterbacks and these coaches don't know how to use their team or put their team and personnel in the proper position to win with the league. I'll, I'll toss it to you, sir. I'm with you. Everyone wants the kill shot. Everyone wants the kill shot. Grind it out and be nasty with it. That's why I like AFC North football. It's still somewhat reminiscent of the old school way of ball. We're going to play hard defense. We're going to run that rock. 
And we're going to have maybe a couple games that are 17 to 14. Game over. That's okay with me. When I look at something that happened with the Cowboys and the Packers, there's no reason Aaron Rodgers, whose team is limping, whose team is hemorrhaging, whose team is on life support. There's no reason when they've had a horrible season thus far that they play the Cowboys and they potentially may have right the ship. Are they playoff bound? Probably not the, the Packers. But now they can play, spoiler alert, they could play, you know, the team that is this, this, that nuisance. And so for Aaron Rodgers to get the last laugh on Mike McCarthy, how classic mm. is that? In Green Bay. Mm. So I'm mm. with you. See, see, Mike, your issue is, again, you're trying to be something or you make your team something they're not. Last year in the playoffs, you got eliminated because you didn't know how to control the clock. The same type mm. thing. You have Dak running the ball, middle of the field, not having an opportunity to get out of bounds and no timeouts, and you lose the game. Here it is. You are up for 14. No Zeke Elliott, which any other time we would say, wow, they don't have Zeke, you're probably going to lose. Pollard is that dude that Zeke needs to worry about. Pollard is that dude that Jerry Jones may say something like, I would love to have a running back controversy. So if you got this dude running it, up the yin yang, you got CD Land who did his thing early in the game. Hey, Pollard, hey, you up, buddy? Gash, yeah. we got them where we want them. They're tired, they're, 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 they're wet, they're cold, they're mad. Let's go ahead, go to kill shop and make them use every timeout known to man. Make them use our timeouts. That's how much we will yeah. run this ball for them to realize. There ain't nothing you can do about it. Nothing's more demoralizing to be on defense, and you watch this joke joker pick up four or five yards and carry. You're like, dang, man, we can't stop them. Every time you hit them, your fingers are hurting. They hit the hit it against that metal, the face mask. You got the, you know, the tingling of your finger, and you're just like mad, and you know they're running again, and you're talking to your defensive backs, you're talking to the linebacker. You can't stop them. Yes. They didn't. They didn't. They did not even make them feel like they're about to lose that game. That's that's right. that's where he had failed as a coach, and he yeah. let Dak down by not allow not saving him from himself. No reason they still lost that game, man. No reason. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Hey, we're going to transition to the NBA because our time is running out. Uh, Re-engage with a conversation we had uh, last week. Kyrie Irving is going to serve more than five games away. So his suspension was five games. And so he will not be back anytime soon. Possibly Thursday, Friday, which would be about a total of seven games. Apparently, he has met with the, uh, the, the his governor, Tasai, as well as uh, Adam Silver, the, the commissioner. Uh, and they had a lot for him to do to appease the anti-Semitism Semitism, uh, uh, problem, beef that he had. So uh, hopefully he's able to come back and build on his legacy and put this behind him. But as you say, and you say it very well, Kyrie will eventually Kyrie again. But that's not even what I wanted to talk about. I did want to talk about the Nets because we talked about the, the Ime Udoka, Boston's old coach, that he was going to be hired by uh, by the Nets because they fired Steve Nash. Well, they decided to hire in-house. Jacques Vaughn got the position. 
And so Yudoka is still suspended by the Celtics, and his name is no longer in the hopper as a coach potential for the Nets. And so Jock Vaughn, I don't know if you know about him, but a black African-American, black man, and he's doing very well. As a matter of fact, upon being announced, I think he went on a three-game win streak. So they're playing better with Jock Vaughn and better energy, more energy. Uh, so I wanted to touch on that. And lastly, uh, last night, Joel Embiid, man, he went for 59 points on 28 shots. And he had like five blocks and five rebounds. And he was just doing it all. And I was watching the highlights. This is the Joel Embiid that we have been waiting for. Yeah, he wants to shoot the threes, but he was just dominant both ends. And so, oh, guess what? The beard wasn't playing. Is there a relationship? Is there a relationship? The beard is not playing and Joel does this. Can we expect more of this now that the beard has got an uh, injured foot? He's going to be out for maybe three or four more weeks. I, I, I don't know if Harden is part of the problem with uh, uh, Joel, but I expect Joel, regardless of who his teammates are, to demand the ball get the Shaq-like treatment, and dominate on both ends, and he can. He's that, that athletic as long as he's in shape and healthy. But that's my NBA take, sir. I didn't know if you got a chance to hear about these things, but I certainly want to share it with you and our fans that are out there. Will, is that enough for Joel and the Sixers to make it deep in the playoffs? Or is it still Milwaukee's conference? Okay, and that's a good question. It's a good question. What are we, 10 games in? No, no. Uh, too early to say. Milwaukee and the Sixers, as well as the Celtics, those three, any one of those three. But what I'm seeing in these first handful of games is anybody can win. What is up is down. What has been down is up. Anybody can win. I'm talking about the Dubs are losing. Portland is on top of the, uh, uh, the the Western Conference. You got the Jazz on top of the Western Conference. You got uh, uh, the Cavaliers who are playing respectable ball. And the Nets, uh, they're still playing respectable ball again. But it's hard to say who's dominant right now. But the best ball that I've seen are still the Celtics and, and Milwaukee uh, coming from the Eastern Conference. And so the West... It's just a mosh pit, man. I don't know who's going to be the top dog out of the Western Conference. But to answer your question, no, it's not enough based on uh, the body of work. If we talk about the sample size of last year and the, and the couple years before, no, it's not enough. And then you got a Harden who's going to be out of shape because he can't run. Only, the only thing he could possibly do is get in the swimming pool, but it's not game time. It's not game reps. And so he's going to come back. And then what's kind of player is he going to be when he does get back but I want and what we should expect is Joel to carry the load Tobias Harris to carry the load and then you got your boy Maxi out there so they can do it as long as Harden doesn't dribble the air out of the ball and then Doc Rivers he's he's disappointing as a leader as a coach as well and he's culpable too as, as well as the players are so He's got to put them in positions again. And we talked about the coaches. We talked about uh, Dallas Cowboys. And we talked about the leadership for the Bills. 
it's still uh, uh, should be a collaboration with your, your, your leaders on the team, as well as the leadership, the coach, the head honcho, to be able to put things together to help them and facilitate the win. So buy-in. Got to get buy-in from the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be interested, you know, I Joel has had his cycle of, you know, if he's the Batman, who's his Robin? I'm hoping this is James Harden just having a significant medical issue and he'll come back. But you got to just, you know, when you start looking at how many times when they create super teams, is it as successful as everyone thought it would be? When you have the Kyrie going to Kyrie, he only plays 43 total games in a four years with Harden and KD. You know, this is Joel had a Simmons and, you know, Maxi and all this stuff. Now he has, you know, Harden. Is he going to be able to gel? Uh, it'd be interesting, those narratives. But it's it's interesting also, while Joel is doing his thing, the Celtics are doing his thing, Minnesota, it, uh, Milwaukee is coasting, but they're being productive. You don't hear a lot about them. That's why, you know, it's interesting where they're a small market, but they are, you know, they won the championship two years ago. So uh, it'd be interesting as this season unfolds, health remaining intact for everyone, uh, who's going to be there in the Eastern Conference? As we always said, West Western Conference, that is strictly the OK Corral. That is the wild, wild West. Uh, those teams are guns are blazing. And so that will be interesting. As you as you know, we have not mentioned the name that the team that starts with an L and no need to at this time. There's other teams in that conference that are <laughs> that are handling their business. So it will be interesting as the season unfolds. Uh, who, who's up? I know Golden State yeah. will be there at the end of the uh, conversation, end of the season. Golden State will have a spot, one of eight positions in the playoffs, and that's where they'll wreak havoc. Uh, but uh, it's, it's a lot of energy for the season. It's still young, but it's great to see some of these narratives come to play and watching some quality teams get at it. Uh, well said, well said. And we won't mention that team. That'll be for another show. We're going to close it out. I, my last take is uh, it's flu season, uh, folks. So even if you don't believe in the flu shot, you'll know. My point is you didn't hear about the flu last year. Why? Because of coronavirus. Well, you didn't. There was it was dwindling. The numbers were coming down, but you didn't hear about the flu because people were masked up. They were hand sanitizing and they were still working from home for some working remotely. So those things still apply to minimize the numbers. Right now we got RSV uh, going on and compromises the airway. It's a virus that compromises the airway. So I just ask you during this season, um, we have some that have compromised immune systems, those who are cancer patients, those who don't have enough white blood cell count that can be compromised. Smokers, COPD, please, please, please. Please, please, please continue to practice hand sanitization, please. And when appropriate, wear a mask. If you are sick, stay home. It's pretty simple. Please continue washing your hands. And that's my last take. Hey, again, happy Veterans Day to all the vets. Uh, it was definitely a time to be reflective. Uh, this time next year, we'll talk about it's been 20 years since the start of the Operation Iraqi Freedom, the Iraq War. 
And so as those veterans are seeing themselves uh, getting older, retiring from the military or reaching Social Security age, uh, continue to keep them uh, in your hearts and minds and, and your prayers. On, on top of that, I want to say, hey, thank you all again for your support uh, this last week. Uh, seeing all the mountains of emails and text messages as well as Facebook. Hey, we love you all. We love you all for the time. We love you all for the attention. Love you all for the laughter. So keep it at keep at it. We are what week eleven uh, coming up in, in the NFL basketball season starting. Uh, we have college football about to end. We didn't get to get to that. So hit us up on our social network uh, platforms, and we can just dialogue that. We we love interacting with you all every week and every day. So again, take care. See you all next week. And to my brothers of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. We got a couple more days left to our birthday. 111 years, bros. Rue, be out. Enjoy it. Have fun. Take to the houses out. <laughs>